Triple M. Rush Hour. Tonight, more gold in Rio, and we could have a couple more on the way very early in the morning. Mel McLaughlin from Channel 7 will join us. Sturlo is here. He'll review last night's big win by the Panthers, plus he'll have his power rankings, and another instalment from Roy and HG. Welcome to the Rush Hour. Uh, yes, indeed. Welcome aboard. And a, a special edition where, given what's going on at the moment, we are on location live from Ipanema Apartments on the Gold Coast. Hello to you, Sturlo. <laughs> well, one of us is. I'm not, I'm not travelling as well as you. Um, I'm good, mate. I've got square eyes and they're, they're very red. But apart from that, all good. Now, are you going to apologise to the Australian <laughs> Rugby Sevens team who... Off air yesterday, you said were no chance of winning gold because the, 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 the Kiwis were, looked awesome yeah. and you said they were special because our girls are good but their girls are better and our girls spanked them. I think you're taking a little bit of poetic licence there. I did think that the New Zealand girls on what I'd seen might be too good, I felt, but I didn't rule them out completely but I did think that it would be a, a big performance. I did watch the Australian game against the USA when they drew 12, 12 all. And that was pretty ordinary, and that's why I guess I based it on it. But I'm very, very, very happy to be proven wrong, and um, in the end, a wonderful victory for them. And I think the scoreline actually flatters uh, the Kiwis. Yeah, it was about 24-5, wasn't it? Now, I don't want to go all Larry David here, but something happened after the game. A beautiful moment where one of the... Uh, I don't have their name, because I apologise. I don't mean to be disrespectful, but one of the players, you know, in the glory of victory, was proposed to by her girlfriend. Now, a lovely moment. But see, I have an issue here, Sturlo. The idea, the idea, and this is the same as proposing to someone at a football stadium, you know, on the big screen. It, you can't do that to someone in public because the, there's no way the girl's going to say no. You've made it impossible for her in her greatest moment. This lady has thought, oh, I'm going to take advantage here. I'm, I'm going to sneak in the little proposal. Dan, you've got to be very, very careful. This is a delicate moment and it's a precious <laughs> moment for the people involved. We don't really want to put a downer on it. We might have our own opinion on it, but it, it, look, I hope it's the most special moment that they've had in their lives up to date. No, so I'm sure it is. I know where you're coming from. We've got to be I'm a just creating bit, a bit of We've got to be a little bit careful. Yeah, no, I know, just creating a little bit of theatre. It looked very lovely, but uh, it just gets me on my bugbear of, of, of people in the stands and they, they get the, the kiss cam and they propose because the, what's the girl going to do? What's she going to say no? I can't wait to hear about your proposal. When, when it does happen and when we find the right girl for you, Dan, I want to know all about the bended knee. Good time to take a break. It is the rush hour here on Triple M. We'll talk a bit of footy after this. Penrith had a big win last night over the Roosters. Uh, Jared Haynes going to win number six. Uh, that's been revealed in the last hour. So he'll be 5'8 for the Titans on Saturday in that big game against the Tigers. You'll hear that live on Triple M. More after this. The Triple M Rush Hour. Uh, yes, Triple M Rush Hour live on a Tuesday night. We'll have some Ruin HG a little later. They're on fire again this afternoon. Uh, Sturlo here with Dan. Uh, that news, Jared Hain will play number six. Just quickly, um, that is about right, Sturlow, that he's going to be six for the Titans. Yeah, Obviously, Tyrone start- Roberts is not there. Yeah, he'll start there, and I wouldn't be surprised if he maybe gets moved around again a little bit like he was last week with Neil Henry. But obviously, with no Tyrone Roberts, uh, it's the ideal time to put him in there. He'll get tested defensively. Like mm. uh, He was great last week, but you would imagine that the opposition are going to send some big men at him as often as they can to try and tire him out. All right, last night, now, I know we were, uh, you know, they let it slip at the end, the, Ro- uh, the Panthers, but 38-18, and what's great about the current situation with the top eight is that the whole dynamic changes with each result. Now, Penrith, all of a sudden, Sturlow, look like they are destined for the finals. 
Well, they were really good last night, Dan. I, I really enjoyed it. In fact, it's a great night out at Pepper Stadium. Like this, if you make the effort to go out and watch them play, I think it's a really good venue. The amenities yeah. are good, and and if they keep putting on performances like they did last night, the crowds will they'll just keep growing because uh, they were great to watch last night. And the thing I liked about it, whilst Nathan Cleary is getting most of the raps out of the game, and you know deservedly so to a degree, and he was our man of the match on Triple M. Across the board, everybody played well. There wasn't just, you know, a particular standout. I thought everybody really contributed. Um, I'm keen to find out whether the coach will bring Tamara Martin back in at this late stage and, and maybe, um, you know, throw out a pretty good relationship between Bryce Cartwright and Nathan Cleary that they've established. Um, the only disappointment, as you point out, were the fact that they conceded the two late tries. They still na- are now uh, in positive differential, so that's great for yeah. them. Um, I think they'll get a lot of confidence out of last night. I love the way the coach speaks about his football team. He's, you know, basically allows them to go out and have a bit of fun and express themselves. And he he cops the bad with the good because the good is very good. Penrith have named the same team, but that normally happens after a Monday night. And obviously what team is named now bears no relation to what will run out there when they play Newcastle. Um, In the last week... Now, it was about this time last week that it was revealed that South had made overtures to Robbie Farrer. And it seems to be gaining momentum. It's now being reported Russell Crowe has made a call. So that's when it comes to South, that's always the telltale sign that this is for real. Uh, what do you think, Farrah to South? Everyone a winner? Well, in our game, Dan, where there's smoke, there's fire. And there's certainly smoke around this room and going around. It seems to be gathering momentum. I, look, I, I think they've missed Isaac Luke this year. Um, Robbie Farrah could provide something similar to what Luke can do out of Dummy Heart, that creativity and that little bit of drive there. Look, I don't know if Russell Crowe's got a movie coming up, a new one. Maybe he needs a Lebanese hooker to play in the <laughs> in the role. Uh, yeah, maybe you know, two and two doesn't equal four, but um, yeah, that, that throws a little bit more tinder onto the fire, doesn't it, if Russell makes the phone call? All right. Uh, so, uh, But, in, but it, it does so. They need a hooker. He needs a place to go. Tigers need to offload him. That seems like a slam dunk. Yeah, I, I think that they would be a, a pretty good fit and Robbie Farrell would be back playing first grade and I think, you know, that'll be foremost in his mind is that mm. he's not a reserve grader and he, if he's going to play next year, it, it needs to be in the main yeah. game. All right, don't forget Thursday, Canterbury Manly live on Triple M NRL, but we're going to take a break. We'll come back with the power rankings and the latest from the Olympics coming up shortly. The Triple M Rush Hour. As usual, Sturlo with Dan on a Tuesday night. Uh, sports update for Magic Glass coming up shortly. And any time we talk league, it is for Totally Workwear. Find your local store at totallyworkwear.com.au. Now we get to what we do every Tuesday. Sturlo's Power Rankings. <laughs> Ah, yes, indeed. And we do this for Tyre Power's store-wide super sale, which gives you the power, and that's in capital letters, to save on a huge range of big brand Kumo tyres, who are also part of Triple M NRL. So there we go. Now, Sterlo, we figured we should probably... We can do away now with the 9-16, to can't we? Because most of those teams are out of the running, really. By doing a power rankings, we're just rubbing their nose in it. Well, not necessarily my 9-16, to but uh, <laughs> I know what you're saying. There'll be one team very disappointed about that, but we'll, t- we'll, we'll, we'll come to them. So we're still doing two of these power rankings. We're going to do something a bit different for the back half of the show, and it involves that kick at goal Cam Smith had from 39 metres out to tie the game. It involves okay. goal kickers. So uh-huh. we'll do that a little later, but we'll do the normal business here and go through our top eight power rankings, starting obviously with... Eight. On the Gold Coast Titans, uh, they were beaten but not bowed against the Warriors on the weekend, and they, they didn't get caught up in all the hype surrounding Jared Hayne. 
But having said that, they didn't get the job done. But I still like what I see from the Titans. Do you Seven. Forgive, do you forgive them, Sterlo, just based on that Cronulla game? Um, uh, 90 minutes, took it out of them. Do you sort of give them a pass mark? Let's judge them after this week. I don't think it was any coincidence that both yeah. the Gold Coast and Cronulla got beaten in the Monday night game. So I think that certainly had an effect. No effect on the number seven play side. That is Penrith. Anthony Griffin said last night was probably their best win of the season. Hard to argue with that. Uh, it was an expression of their great talent and creativity and sign of a better things to come. Six. I've gone to West Tigers. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I, they were fantastic on the weekend and now won seven of their last ten games, including the big scalp on the weekend and, and did it in style. So they're one side that have really got some momentum and I think some real confidence in the way they're playing. Five. Canterbury Bulldogs. Uh, look, they're in the top four. They're not in my top four because I'm still unconvinced and that's on the back of they won six of their last seven games. But I'm just not seeing that as yet. Um, they're flying under the radar, which is the way they like it, or certainly under my radar. Um, they're down isn't the list. It, on isn't my... it extraordinary? Isn't it extraordinary that we're 22 weeks into the competition and we still can't get a read on them? Well, I think they like that, Dan, and they just go about their business in the top four. So they're doing something right. Maybe we're doing something wrong. Four. North Queensland, probably they're more on reputation than what we've seen uh, in recent form. Um, I think it's the worst I've seen them play all year against the West Tigers. But look, the opposition had a lot to do with that. They looked flustered. Uh, they looked really off their game. Really keen to see how they bounce back this weekend. Three. Well, the Cronulla Sharks down to three. Ooh, down they uh, go. Well, their winning run has come to an end. And now their unbeaten run has come to an end. And again, they need to make a good reaction to that. I heard James Maloney say today that... He'd be more concerned if they were humming along now because you can't maintain that for eight weeks. We'll see if they can get back to that humming form. Yeah, it's funny how people can justify sort of where they're at. But um, you would have played in some Parramatta teams that would have been near the top of the table with four weeks to go. I imagine it is hard to maintain the desire until you actually get to September once you know you're okay. Oh, look, I think the desire never leaves you. It's just physically and more so mentally just being up every week. But, you know, having said that, to win a, a grand final, one of these t- teams may have to be up for four weeks in a row. I'm not sure if there are that many teams that can do it. Two. Canberra Raiders, who've now won yeah. six in a row. Uh, they beat Cronulla convincingly. I thought Cronulla were there for ta- the taking, and Canberra did exactly that. Um, doing everything right, and again, Ricky Stewart downplaying their chances, which he does very well. One. Melbourne Storm, new leaders in the competition and the leaders in my power rankings. They also won six in a row. I don't know how they beat South Sydney on the weekend. <laughs> Remarkable effort to, to win in Golden Point. Well, even to get to Golden Point. But if any team can get out of trouble in a tight situation and tight moments, it is the Melbourne Storm. So there we go. Monday night, we've got first versus third. But more importantly, it's Sturlow's 1v2 power rankings matching up. That's a big game on Monday. And uh, the team and that missed out, Dan, you will have mm-hmm. noticed no Brisbane Broncos there. Yeah. It's uh, they, and they've got a game against Parramatta on uh, Friday night. Friday night, but uh, at least they're at home. Okay, that's part one of the power rankings. Thanks to Tire Power, a uh, power rankings with a difference a little later. Sports update after this. Rush Hour Triple M. The Triple M Rush Hour. 
Magic Glass, your premier glass replacement specialists. Magicglass.com.au. Sports update. Uh, let's do Rio first. Now, we'll catch up with Mel McLaughlin. She's far more knowledgeable than us uh, when it comes to Rio, but uh, we'll do that in about 15 minutes. But, Sterlo, there's a very good chance this time tomorrow we're all going to be in love with equestrian because Australia leads the three-day team eventing with just the final leg, the show jumping remaining, and we have uh, Chris Burton. He's leading the individual. So we could have a Matt Ryan keeper TikTok 1992 situation. Well, let's hope so. And when you're talking about Mel and you said more intelligent when it comes to Rio, you didn't have to add the in Rio. Yeah, when it comes to Rio part. Yeah, now, this sta- now, 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 this is not a good time zone Olympics, but this one, this equestrian, starts at 11pm tonight our time. So this one Beautiful. actually suits us. The boomers are for real. A couple of days ago, they knocked off world number five France. And this morning, they produced a sensational final quarter to beat world number six Serbia. Matthew Delavadova, particularly good. He scored 23 points and had 13 assists. Sterlo, have you caught any of them? Because not only are they playing winning basketball, but they are playing entertaining, slick basketball. Yeah, well, we went through a phase there, didn't we? We relied on one or two players. That's not the case with this current squad. And Delavadova got into early foul trouble as well, so... Um, they're great to watch, but I, th- I think you were saying to me off air that they come up against the dream team, yeah. not in the in the gold medal playoff. That well, they here we go. Here, here, here's the way it's shaping. They're two and zero. They'll lose to the dream team. We assume on Thursday, they should win their following two: Venezuela and China. I think it is, which will leave them second in the group. And that'll mean they'll play the third-place team in the other group in the quarter. So they'll be favourite to win that. If they win that, I think they come back and play America in the semis. I think that's how it works. I'm happy to be corrected, but that will put them into the medal rounds. Never won a medal. I'm telling you, they're a big chance. Beautiful. Um, An underwhelming day in the pool for the Aussies with... Uh, partners Emily Seabom and Mitch Larkin falling short of medals in their backstroke events. Now, we'll play our daily Ryan HG highlight later, but they did offer this little insight into Larkin and Seabom's relationship. Well, they had something in common at the end of the day, which failure. they may not have had mm. at the start of the day. Failure. Mm. Failure, that's right. failure in the pool. And that's something they can share for the rest of their lives. You know, they can look up on their shelves and see an absence of medals and say, well, that was us. That was us back then. I know. That was our heyday. That's right. I hope the families weren't listening. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Now, some league news for Brighton Sport, uh, for Brighton's lawyers, protecting your future. Good news for the Raiders. Blake Austin has been cleared of a major shoulder problem, uh, and, in fact, he could play this weekend. That's major news uh, for the Raiders, obviously. And that's thanks to Brighton's lawyers. If you missed it from earlier, Jared Hayne uh, will wear the number six jersey for the Titans this week. And in fact, Austin has been picked to play Melbourne. Um, and days out from the start of the Premier League, Man United has nabbed Frenchman Paul Pogba. And I've pronounced that incorrectly. Paul Pogba. Thank you. They've reportedly paid Juventus $150 million for him. It's the greatest transfer fee in uh, history. And it will sting, Sterlow, because they let him go four years ago for something like 800 grand. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he, come, he is. He's, he's now the most expensive. I think uh, Gareth Bale held that record um, when he left Tottenham, but uh, that's been superseded now. The money they have spent since Alex Ferguson has left is unbelievable. <laughs> M- mega dollars. 
All right, so there we go. In the Premier League, it's going to sneak up on us. It starts this week. This is the rush hour. Uh, it does start this week, doesn't it, Still, It does, that, yep. right? Yeah, yep. 13th of August. Uh, it is the rush hour on Triple M. That was a sports update for Magic Glass. The Ryan HG highlight coming up next. The Triple M Rush Hour. Jeez, this is interesting. I'm just reading a tweet here, Sturlo. Uh, Josh Pursued from Seven is reporting. They're going to do a report at, in a few minutes on Seven. Explosive details on Benji Marshall, Paul McGregor blow-up. Well, who knows what's happened there. It's a hell of a tease. Uh, so we'll uh, we'll turn that around and play that before the end of our show. But... Uh, uh, there, there we go. I didn't know the two were fighting, Sturlo, but there you no. go. What we do now is go to our Ryan HG moment of the day, and I know you've been listening, Sturlo. They've been like a dog with a bone with the shooting. They've been enamoured with shooting ever since we had <laughs> Catherine Skinner win gold yesterday, and they picked up uh, picked up today where they left off. Now, the Just Shoot Me campaign, which Roy and I have begun here in Rio following our golden success in the trap the other day. Ah, yes. Uh, this was Catherine Skinner, wasn't it? Catherine Skinner. It's yeah. just... it's just. I've been amazed by the response. People want, people, people, people love shooting, don't they? They just don't... Well, it looks like Aussies love shooting. Aussies love shooting. That's yeah, 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 yes, yeah, 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 yeah. We're Brilliant. not suggesting we're, we go silly about it. We're not suggesting, you know, open carry in primary schools. None of that. No, 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 no. Registered it. weapons, gun clubs... Get out, Prime register. television. Yeah. You know, obviously a mixed card of events. Yes. Teams events. Yes. Trap, yep. pigeons, all that sort Age of stuff. Age-based and weight-based. So, Australia's fattest shooter. Now, there's a show. Hey, isn't there? Someone who can put away 24, 25 pies and a couple of hot dogs and blast away. You know? the trap. Yeah. Or and little blokes and big weapons, you know. <laughs> like jockeys with bazookas. <laughs> People would love that. <laughs> Ryan HG, 12 till 1, every day on Triple M. And we'll have more after this. In fact, we'll speak to Mel covering the Rio games uh, as we do it here on uh, Triple M, a Tuesday night rush hour. The Triple M rush hour. Triple M, this is the rush hour, getting you home on a Tuesday night. And, oh, Sterlo, this is exciting on two what's, fronts. What's One, we've got, a, we've got a very special guest, but I'd completely forgotten. We've made an opener, a very special opener, specifically for the Rio Games. Let's hit it. On the Triple M Rush Hour, this is a Rio update. The local temperature in Rio de Janeiro is hot, hot, hot. hot. 100% chance <laughs> yes, thank thank you to the Simpsons. Who'll be uh, and we'll do a different one every night. But that voice we could hear Sturlo rudely interrupting is the wonderful uh, Mel McLaughlin from Channel Seven, who joins us online right now. Hello, Mel. Hey, Mel. Hello, guys. And Sturlo, I didn't know you were going to be here, so you can tell me about Para as well. So this is great. Absolutely. This is, we are all round sports here, Mel. <laughs> Mel, you you can feel free to ask Sturlo any question you want because he just dead bats me. So if you want to <laughs> ask a searching question about the eels, you go right ahead. Uh, You're only searching. When are we um, when are we going to win, Sturlo? When are we back on track? Well, we won last week and we'll beat Brisbane on Friday night, so things are okay. We we could have done with an extra twelve points and we'd be sitting pretty, but. It, we've said it a fair bit of late, Mel. <laughs> next year. Next year. There's Enjoy always next, next year. <laughs> now, Mel's about to go and read the news, Stella, so we can't keep her for too long here, and she's the presenter on 7 News, of course, and she's hosting the games from uh, about 10.30 each night, so she does the late-night shift. Um, Mel, equestrian, can you fill us in here? Because <laughs> all I know is that we're a big chance of winning not one but two golds from 11 o'clock tonight. 
We are indeed. And tonight, actually, because there's a lot of rowing action, we actually switch over to our shift at 9.30. It's a one-off because there's so much going on in the water. But I digress. Chris Burton, he's the uh, number two in the world in the eventing overall as it stands. He goes in in a gold medal position. He did spectacularly well um, in the cross-country. They go into show jumping today. Three of our guys are still involved, Stuart Tinney and Sam Griffiths as well. And uh, we're in the top position there going in as well. But, you know, it's, it's not going to be easy, but we are looking fantastic. With the different time zones, Mel, are you getting any sleep? Um, not really. But uh, who wants to sleep anyway? It's exciting. It, it, you know, it's hard because when you get off air, you think bedtime, but then you go, oh no, the rugby sevens, all, all the Matildas are going to play. Yeah. So yeah, it's not good. It's not good. Yeah, we'll, we'll wait and see as to how energetic and sprightly you are at about day 13 <laughs> if you yeah, come we'll up with the that. same answer. Um, and just, has there been, a, I know we're only three, three days in, but has there been a highlight for you that not necessarily involving an Australian at all. What, what stood out for you? There's obviously the refugee team, as you know, their sort of yeah. stories, which we can't compare with, uh, we can't compete with. Um, Michael Phelps, you just have to be in awe of that. You obviously, the, you see the antics going on with Mac Horton. The rugby sevens were spectac spectacular, and Mac Horton, away from everything, um, yeah. you know, that he said outside the pool, him getting in the pool for us to see the men getting back on track, because it was a absolute debacle four years ago and they used to be rock stars our swimmers so that's been important as well you know so many big moments all right we better let you Sorry. go mel because we had the ceremonial bells that's channel seven telling us you're required <laughs> on set so thank you we might catch up with you a few more times if that's okay over the course of the next fortnight you're Four. doing a wonderful job as well mate i know it's a tough gig you're doing but well done yes thanks Sterlo. thanks there guys. we go uh, Mel McLaughlin joining us and we have to take a break still we'll be back right after this the Triple M Rush Hour okay we're just going through what's been aired on 7 we're turning that around so we'll have that in a couple of minutes it's spicy what's happened between Benji Marshall and uh, Paul McGregor uh, assuming it's true we have no reason to think it's not true so uh, we'll play that for you shortly but before we get that ready let's do this Sterlo's Power Rankings all right, this is for tyre power. And when Cameron Smith had that shot at goal, he was never going to miss. This is the game against South. 39 out, 19 in from touch. Not an easy kick. But I was thinking, Stella, who would you like to have taking that shot at goal? And I, I would almost like to have Cam, just because I know he is such a winner. He's not the best goal kicker, but I want him yeah. kicking in that situation. Yeah, well, uh, look, I've... Uh, I've summed up a few things. The easy yes. thing would have been to go, go to the, the program and have a look who's got the best five percentages, but that's not what this is about. It's it's no. about how good a goal kicker they are, but also, as you say, under pressure. That's that's the way I've approached this. So this is the top five all-time goal kickers to, I hate using this term, but to kick for your life. The kick that must be kicked. Who would you want taking those shots? We start with... Five... Jared Croker from the Canberra Raiders. Um, really solid kicker in relation to that. He's a prolific point scorer. I, th I think he's 60 in front now when it comes to the, the point scoring ladder. Um, and he was the leading point scorer, I think, last year as well. He's, he's remarkable and just goes about his business in an understated fashion. But he's, I think he's quite deadly, so I've got him as number five. All right. Four. Cameron Smith which on the back of the weekend might have him down a little bit low in some people's eyes. But, um, look, he's he's not, as you say, he's not the best kicker. He's wonderful under pressure. But technically, I think these other guys have got him covered and that's why he's number four. All right. Three. 
Jonathan Thurston, who's kicking yeah. at, a, at a percentage that is very, very high just in general, but I think also high for him. 86% he's kicked at this year. So he's had plenty of shots. He gets that big swing on the on the ball. I have no idea how he's Makes able nervous, to, doesn't it? to get his radar working to actually get that swing to go between the uprights, but he does it more often than not. But he's, he's number three. Two. James Maloney. Uh, got a classic kicking style. No other goal kicker in the competition keeps his head down longer. And whether you're hitting a, a golf ball or kicking a football, I think that's the secret to great goal kicking is, is the head down, and Maloney does it remarkably. Uh, he's one of the big pluses for Cronulla going into this final series. I think I know one. who you got here. Well, I think he's the best goal kicker in the competition, and that's South Sydney's Adam Reynolds. Um, now, he did miss one at Origin this year, which he'd like yeah. over again, I'd imagine. But I think that he's the best goal kicker. I'm quite happy in any situation to have him kicking for me. Uh, Radar-like in the fact that he kicks the ball just so straight. Uh, there's really little margin for error when it comes to Reynolds. And I think he's the number one. You're right. So 39 out, 19 in from touch. To yeah, take the man. grand final in the Golden Point, you are taking Adam Reynolds. I am either side of the field, and I'd be very, very confident um, with his choice. All right, there we go. So you said power rankings with a difference. That's thanks to tyre power. We'll wrap it up after this. Rush Hour, Triple M. In fact, I'm just being told, because of what we've got here, we haven't got time for a song, so we'll just power on ahead here, Sturlo. Okay. Um, I'm reading here on the ABC website. This is about to go to wear on their 7 p.m. news. Former Parramatta Reels chairman Steve Sharp says he will not apologise for the salary cap scandal. Um, and he says, I'm totally disappointed in the decision in finding me guilty of being part of a system that defrauded the salary cap. That never happened, but I have to live by uh, the decisions of the NRL. Speaking exclusively to the ABC, Mr Sharp did not deny what happened, but maintained his innocence. I'm not saying it didn't occur. I'm saying that I didn't have the knowledge at the time and this stuff was happening. Um... And on it goes, so sticking to his guns there. Well, mate, like I say, he's a former teammate and he's a friend of mine, And but when you are the boss, it's your job to know what's going on. Mm. Um, so I'd like to hear more of what he has to say. Yeah, okay, so that's on ABC tonight. Um, in fact, he goes on to say here, as a chairman, my role is basically at a higher level as a figurehead type, as a figurehead type level. I didn't get involved in the day-to-day operation of ten to $20,000 invoices. I don't apologise for something I wasn't aware of. Um, so there we go. That's what he said today. Now, we need to play this. Uh, this has just gone aware on Channel 7. Apparently a blow-up between the Dragons' most prominent player, Benji Marshall, and Paul McGregor. There were actually two blow-ups between the pair in the aftermath of last Thursday night loss to the Broncos. Both happened the following morning during the video review session. In front of the whole team, McGregor went through the video, singling out Marshall for a lot of errors. Benji Marshall, he'd simply had enough of that. He snapped back at the coach. They had some heated exchanges in front of the entire team, which then prompted McGregor to invite Marshall into his office for a private one-on-one. The heated exchanges continued there. McGregor tried to make it clear who was boss. Marshall made it clear that he didn't appreciate being disrespected in front of his peers as a 250-game veteran. Now, this has ended any chance whatsoever that Marshall might have had of being re-signed at the Dragons. However, he has been retained in the number seven jersey for this weekend's local derby against the Sharks. I don't know what's more concerning there, Sterlo, the blow-up, which I imagine would happen quite regularly in the privacy of a club, or the fact that it's got out. Probably the latter, Dan, but I, I can promise you there'll only be one winner out of it, <laughs> and that'll, that'll be the coach, and, you know... <laughs> 
it, it's hard to sit there and, and watch errors picked out that you've made on the weekend, but he made plenty of them, Dan. So yeah, he, he, he would only have something to stand on if he was the only person being spoken to in regard to errors. And But I, I wouldn't imagine that would be the case. I'm sure that they sat there in front of it and there would have been a lot of players who who would have been spoken about. It doesn't matter whether you've played 250 or 25. You know, if the coach is critical, you just you cop that on the chin. We spoke to Paul McGregor after the, the game on Thursday where they lost to the Broncos, and he was so non-committal on Benji, it was kind of obvious that he... Th- it, reading between the lines, it felt like, okay, Benji's not going to be part of this next year. Okay, so that seems to be the future. All right, a decision's been made. Is there any point... Well, I suppose they're still mathematical of making the finals, even though it's not going to happen. Is there any point in keeping him in the number seven, or do you bring up a kid like a Drew Hutchinson or someone else to plan for the future, a la what Jason Taylor's done with Robbie Farah? No, I think the responsibility is to is to win as many games as you can in the season and to put your best team out there. And if Paul McGregor thinks that he is, at the moment, part of his best 17, I, I think you do play Benji Marshall. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think it's made it fairly obvious that, that he's not going to be there. That was on Channel 7. We've got 30 seconds here. Yeah. You look at the way the Dragons play, and it's a pretty... Bland style. Do you blame the coach or do you blame the lack of cattle? I think a little bit of both. I think that they they certainly have to change the way that they play, and that comes back to the coach. But it's easier when you've got better players. All right, we got to go. Uh, thank you, Sturlo. Thank you, everyone behind the scenes. Not an easy one to put together. Thanks to Mill for joining us as well. Don't forget Thursday night, Canterbury Manly. Saturday afternoon, Wests Tigers and Gold Coast Brisbane. You get the Broncos game as we say farewell. Triple M Rush Hour.